0: (laughs) oh my god they're so small and snug (laughs) squeezing my brain whatever's there there's okay i'm going to send you guys a picture of these at some point because they're tiny i mean they're tiny
1: how were leo's captain america headphones the only headphones that were available tonight
0: well i only use headphones for my phone and they're apple headphones right i don't have like fancy wireless headphones or I only use those because I'm 912 years old. And so when I was like, oh, shit, they don't fit in this fucking Chromebook. I was like, okay, well, what do I have for real headphones that plug into a thing with, like, the thing? And the only ones I had were Leo's Captain America headphones that Abby uses for extra math homework. <laughs> but, I,
1: I, but I feel like we've done a podcast or two before during which you were also headphone equipped.
0: Yeah, I think I was using my old like MacBook that I think I lost in the separation somehow, along with my lemon oh. squeezer. So um, <laughs> somewhere with my lemon squeezer. The lemons
1: and the apples were lost during the transition. <laughs> yes.
0: The lemons and the apples, yeah. Mm. So, but I'm 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 ready. If I I can't hear myself because these fucking things are thick as hell, but I, I'm here. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi sweetie, how are you? Hi, good. How is my volume? Can you hear me? Am I too loud? You're perfect. Is perfect. Okay,
1: good. All right, our little introductions for tonight's first podcast since, I believe, June, if I'm not mistaken. We met our first guest, Denise Todd, on June 20th, 2018. We were all still so young hmm. on the second ever Pooligans Pod. She's a fierce Democrat. She's extremely witty. She's delightfully sarcastic. She's a diehard Julie Mason listener, a total murderino, and a less than secret housewives enthusiast. You can follow her on Twitter at Denise Tutt because she is Denise Tutt ID.
2: Hi, sweetie. Also, I
1: adore her. I don't know whether I threw that in there or not, but I but but I really do. If there's somebody I need to talk to on Twitter when I really feel like I'm about to melt into a puddle and may never reemerge. emerge then, then both of these ladies are, are always there. Um, so our second guest tonight is New Jersey's, Foremost resident and our very own social media star with ninety thousand followers oh, on Twitter. 90? That's a nine and a zero. The last time we had this conversation, I said she has eleven thousand followers, <laughs> and and Joanne said by the time that we're done here, it might be <laughs> twelve. It's, it's now ninety, and by the time we're done here, it might be 100.
2: No. a hundred. She's, she's one of the. She's
1: she's one of the funniest and punniest people that I have the pleasure of calling a friend. Her scathing and hilarious hashtags and posts have been featured in a ton of national publications. You and everyone you know is already following her on Twitter at JoJo from Jurors. She is Joanne, but we call her Jo. Hi, Jo.
0: Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. She's
1: she's wearing delightful headset tonight.
0: Yes, I am. I am wearing my 11-year-old son's. Captain America headphones because they had the right male part <laughs> to insert <laughs> as
1: themselves. Only into Captain my America phone. would.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, well, it just I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into dicks tonight, so we might as well start.
1: <laughs> that's usually what happens during these podcasts. Yes. Oh, hi. Oh.
0: Apparently, yeah. I mean, the news so- right sorry, now,
1: Denise. That's how it. That's. <laughs> We, no, we, we the three of us have done a podcast together before, so I don't know why Denise is acting surprised. But okay,
0: no, no, I don't. No, Denise, Denise and I are of like mind. I think. Uh, oh, sure. She's, yeah, she's my Massachusetts doppelganger. <laughs> so we have a very similar mindset. We think. Like almost exactly alike which is frightening
1: right which is probably why i adore both of you so much so there there you go it's the similarities so we have uh, less than two weeks i think today it is 13 days to go until some election that i don't know whether either one of you has heard of but i was wondering hmm. right off the bat if we should do a what the fuck meter and then go from there um in order to just remind i feel like this is a legacy product at this point because when we first came up with this it was a meter from one to 10 with one reclined poolside, luxuriating with an umbrella beverage in your hand, and 10 recently dipped in honey and rolling in a hill of fire ants, which at this point seems,
0: <laughs>
3: when I first came
1: up with it, I was like, damn it, that is cruel. And now it's like, oh yeah, just that's, I think that's Tuesday at like 11 a.m.
0: I would really like that for Tuesday,
2: 11 a.m. See? Tuesday, yeah, yeah, it sounds
1: like, now sounds like a spa treatment. <laughs>
2: Daniel, the what the fuck meter is. Busted, broken, <laughs> smoldering mess on the ground. It's been that way for months. It's beyond what the fuck. It's like, I'm talking like downing like, like edibles, like they're candy. That's where we're at. <laughs> That's where we're Damn. at. I'm going
1: to I'm going to ask you for some recipes later. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Joe. what about your what-the-fuck meter? It, by the way, if in case you're not sure what Joe's what-the-fuck meter is on any given day, follow her on Twitter and you will find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have, like, an entire day to devote to Twitter, <laughs> <God> <laughs> Exactly. Knows. I have no shortage of things to say. Um, I was just thinking about this because it's really funny. I wasn't thinking about this specifically, but, like, I had the weirdest day today where I was like, you know... I feel a little bit fucking better. There's something turning where I was like, okay, all the dick stuff is funny and it's sort of a nice (laughs) distraction and I don't care if it's a good dick or a bad dick, but it's like, it's sort of a nice distraction. It makes things feel more normal in this weird way where I'm not outraged 24 seven and I can laugh more at Trump. Plus I'm like, heading toward this more rational space where I, I don't look at every single thing as some hidden agenda where, like, Trump's really winning because Russia's going to undermine everything and it doesn't really matter. So, and then Obama comes on tonight and I was like, you know, for the first day in what the fuck, God knows how long, but but, but especially given how things have been rolling since even, like, let's say impeachment, for the first day in a really long time today, I was like, I I... I feel okay today. Like I feel like we maybe actually knock on wood have this, you know, maybe maybe rational normalcy and like real things that make sense are on the horizon. Maybe we don't have to keep thinking I have to question every single solitary thing and maybe maybe right is is going to prevail. And so for whatever reason today and I and I know it's a weird Combination of fallacies and Obama, but there we are. I feel a lot better. I just needed a, a little bit of Rudy's junk and Obama's speech, and now I'm in a better place. So there you have it. So maybe, okay, maybe a seven. Is that a good thing?
1: A seven? <laughs> yes.
0: Out of seven. ten, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. I'm. I'm just so impressed that we have now reached a part of the American political dialogue where dicks are actually a relief.
0: <laughs> yeah old, old white dicks too no less
1: old yeah. white yeah old yeah. white dicks who like we had we had Tubin, we had uh, Rudy Giuliani
0: yeah and then the whole Fort Bragg thing was just weird
2: yeah what is going on what is going on with people I don't understand it keep your hand out of your pants it's not that hard well
1: it, it, well, well actually <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem when you have Joanne and me on the podcast
2: I mean, I don't think it ever got that hard. Right, exactly. Hasn't gotten
1: that hard in a while.
2: Rudy, I could kind of understand. Rudy probably thought somewhere in his sick head he had a shot with this young girl, but what the hell with Tubin? You're on a Zoom call. What is is going on with you?
1: Yeah, I I think Joanne probably has some insight on that one.
0: I do have some insight on that one, and I will never, ever, as long as I live, reveal my sources. But what I heard from someone I trust is that he was on two zoom calls simultaneously one was a one-on-one zoom call and the other was a zoom call he accidentally exposed himself on so you can mm-hmm. kind of draw your own conclusions there but another something else i've learned from people that i know that kind of have inside information i guess is that the, the, he's sort of a notoriously douchey guy like he's this whole thing with greenfield's daughter like he's he's got a rep it's one of these industry wide well kept sort of just we know this secret about this guy and we don't talk about it because it's not fruitful to talk about but we know it so then when this story comes out they're all like yep 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 um, yeah, we all knew that so I I think uh, it wasn't as accidental I mean it was accidental in the capacity that he exposed himself to the wrong zoom call but I'm purely going off of Things that are not verified, but this is what I've heard. So,
1: mm. yeah. Okay. Well, here we get, we are now also into dick rumor mongering.
0: Yes, we are. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We, Sorry, we can't
1: be. We can't be sure, but that might have been happening. Yeah. Well, this to the tube and tube. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. what.
0: I mean, there's there's a whole there's not a whole. I don't have that equipment but there's not a whole lot of reasonable explanations for how that happens accidentally I'm assuming
1: P- probably not but yeah what I heard is that he he was actually he thought he really thought he was off that call and just was already had moved on so to speak to something else and uh, just didn't realize that that call was still ongoing and he was still on that camera but moved
2: on to what Urinating? I mean, really moved on
1: we have we, who knows, but you yeah. know what, I, like you said, those are the minor distractions at this point, the, the, yeah. the Jeffrey, and it, the the one with, uh, the one with Giuliani is sort of interesting, the movie is not out for another two days, but it appears that, th- that the actress who portrayed that girl was portraying a lady who was 15 years old, yeah. and if that was a known quantity, then one could argue that masturbating on a bed in front of a 15-year-old might potentially be bad. One Could would be.
0: think. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but up is down and left is right. And, um, That's
1: about as far as he got, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but di- so so uh, well, there's been some confusion for me about that because Laura, like, mm-hmm. bumped, you know, bursts in and says, she's my daughter, she's only 15. Mm-hmm. But did, did Giuliani know that ahead of that?
1: I, You know, we're, I guess we're about to find out uh, the yeah. day after tomorrow. Very good um, marketing on
0: their part.
1: At the very least, it's going to be entertaining. I watched my mom watch the original Borat movie again today. Mm. Oh, and God. she was already delighted the first time she saw it. She was even more delighted by Bruno, which we saw uh, oh, in Hawaii during a family vacation. Ah. And sitting next to your mom while Sasha Baron Cohen literally helicopters his penis... <laughs> It's one of those experiences I will never forget. She she was laughing so hard and I was so mortified. And oh my God. Yeah, definitely watching that movie tomorrow uh, or the day after tomorrow. My mom was so disappointed today that we couldn't watch. I, I came downstairs and I was like, it's out. The second Borat movie is here. She immediately, that was like our day activity. And then it turned out that it's another two days before the movie comes out.
0: Ugh. We gotta get on the list where we get
1: this stuff in advance. D- Wait, Denise, can you watch that with your mom or no?
2: Um, I doubt it.
1: I doubt it. Not her type of humor.
2: No, no, don't do. We don't do. We don't do a lot of genital stuff with mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: will not put her through that. That's okay. That's that's something I would watch like after she goes to bed.
1: <laughs> See, that's the strange thing is that I felt the same way about my mom until I found myself unbeknownst that that would happen next to her in a the movie theater and then saw her enjoy it so tremendously that she then asked me to buy her the DVD as soon as the DVD came oh out so she could God. show it to her boyfriend.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, I, you just never know. Denise, I can't imagine for one second that your mom being your mom wouldn't be like secretly kind of cool with all that funny stuff like that really raunchy stuff
2: loved the Game of Thrones she wants to rewatch the whole thing and, and that shocked me so I, I may be bringing her around a little bit like she doesn't think the office is funny
1: Oh. oh. See,
2: see what I mean there's like a break yeah. there there's a disconnect.
1: What does she find really hilarious?
2: Everyone loves Raymond. Okay, well that's got sort of a right.
0: Appropriate sort of.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we're working yeah. our way through Blackish at the moment. Again, same thing. Yeah, so just you know, she's just more of a wholesome, more of the wholesome stuff.
1: So uh, as I mentioned earlier, Denise and I first spoke two and a half years ago. In the in the two and a half years since the. The summer of 2018, have your lives changed? The
2: Trump years in general, I find, I mean, just looking, disappointing, I would use the words disappointing, disillusioning, discouraging, ah, the state of our country, the things I'm learning about fellow citizens. Hmm. Um, The way my government has let me down as far as any sort of oversight or checks on this man and his crimes. I feel bad for my daughter. Mm. Um, I feel bad that I've handed this country over to her in the state that it's in. Um, So, yeah, it's not it's not been good at all. It's been very disappointing.
1: And I think not not to preempt anything but I think uh, your daughter Chelsea will be on eventually during the next 13 days at some point and she's really I I've known her not as long as I've known you but I've now also known her for for over a year and and I've never really heard her the way that she is right now she's it, I can tell that the whole thing is really taking a toll on her and part of that I think is the it's the pandemic part of it, but part of it is also politics.
2: Yeah, I've never seen her this just perpetually, like in a sad state, mm-hmm. um, ever. And it's it's just a pile on. It's it's one thing after another. You know, it's George Floyd on top of everything else. It's and it's a feeling of hopelessness, like it's not going to get better. This pandemic is not going to get better, like anytime soon. Way more people are going to die. Looking at the world like from her young eyes, she's just so disappointed, and it's it's depressing. I bet a lot of people are feeling depressed. Sometimes I wonder if I'm depressed. I, like, but I I refuse to Google the symptoms because I I really don't want to know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But that that's how these past and it's gotten worse like the last two years. I mean, look at today's news. 545 children are unaccounted for that we stole Mm -hmm. that's enough to make me cry that's that's heartbreaking this is what my Mm -hmm. government does now this is who we are now
1: i think we'll we'll i really want to talk to you guys about this later about the question of whether there are things that you know despite what 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 Joe said, and despite the fact that it looks like Biden is currently ahead, and that they the Democrats may actually, partially, despite themselves, pull out pull out a, a victory, and maybe even get the Senate, um, it, are whether or not there are things that maybe we've permanently lost during these four years that may not be retrievable or fixable. You, see i think well let's we'll we'll definitely talk about it later i promise because i want to i want to hear both of your opinions but um first i wanted to ask joe you've the the last two and a half years have not despite your your rise to multimedia star (laughs) on twitter um it's been a challenging time on a number of levels so i'm i'm wondering what what Sticks with you over the last, as we finally approach this this sort of milestone that is not of any of our making. Um, of this election, what what do you remember over the last two and a half years, or or what do you feel has changed for you?
0: Um, well, just in terms of personal changes, uh, you know, I lost my mother, uh, my brother, uh, my marriage, <laughs> since uh, Trump became whatever he is. Um, so those are some things that are huge adjustments and traumatic changes, but um, and on some level, they have hyper-focused me on things that maybe I can't control, but I feel like I can contribute to or at least share my voice on that um, don't depress me exactly. They do every day, but at least I feel like I'm in the fight, so... Um, some part of me has really changed since particularly, I would say, impeachment um, really kind of laser focused me on what's going on now because what the Republicans did during that process was uh, after Kavanaugh, because that was the darkest moment I've had in this administration's whatever tenure, mm-hmm. um, but what happened with the Republicans in both particularly the senate but let's just say the house because they're a bunch of sh- fucking schmucks and clowns but so that was a train wreck and it was we didn't weren't surprised by any of it but for some strange reason i had held on to this notion that there existed in the senate um men and women who were still principled enough to side with their country before their moronic madman leader um and that shook me to my core because that was when it was crystal clear that that was no longer the case um and again talking about hyper-focused as disgusted and angry and infuriated and hopeless as that made me feel um it it made me really want to to sort of double down on my voice whatever that means i'm just a mom in new jersey i just live every day it sucks for all of us i have opinions and i'm going to share them whether you like it or not and whether you agree with them or not but (laughs) um (laughs) we can't have this right like this democracy literally doesn't exist if you have an entire party willing to overlook you know justice and, um, they have to go, you know, if without this Republic doesn't exist at all if they stay. And this is the precipice we're on right now, you know? Um, and so our choices are to sit back and do nothing and, and remain apathetic and watch it happen or when asked in 20 years, what you did by your kids and your grandkids. You can say I did everything I could. I said everything I could. I, I fought as hard as I could, and either it was worth it, or it wasn't. But um, for me, like I I I find that um, the last, particularly two years of my life have um, been consumed by this because, as uh, other than my kids and just sort of getting through every single day, there's nothing more important because my kids can't grow up in a world where an autocrat and his children rule they can't so i have to fight they're little now you know they're not aware of really what's going on um but i'm not going to quit fighting for them and for the future of this country so that's kind of where i'm at <laughs>
1: Well, you've definitely made yourself heard over the yeah. last two and a half years. Well, that's which, and I don't mean I don't mean that I don't mean <laughs> that derisively at all. You really have. I mean, you've done you've done an excellent job. You've, there were entire hashtags that you raised, which were all and and your 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 commentaries frequently humorous.
0: Ah, thank you.
1: But I have a it is but it's hu- but it is humorous while also being scathing and while also being extremely true. So, I think so, that's just, what resonates with so many people.
0: Well, thank you for saying that, but just just to touch on that real quick, in terms of something that's changed about me in the last four years, too, is that um, I grew up, that I was the class clown. I, w- I always made people laugh. I was that kid who would sit in the health videos in the back of the classroom and say the inappropriate thing, and the whole classroom would crack up laughing, and the teacher didn't know who said it, but everybody knew who said it. That was me. Mm-hmm. So I grew up being the class clown, the one who could make people laugh, and then I ended up in a world where I was with somebody who, who, wanted to undermine that sense that i i knew i was funny you know so so i suddenly lost this confidence that i was funny and that i could make people laugh and then i i found twitter thanks to trump because i wasn't on twitter before trump um and then all of a sudden i was like oh oh my god an wait. outlet <laughs> i can i'm 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 funny this person thinks i'm funny and it was one person and then it was three people and then it was more than a few people and then oh my gosh like every single time I make somebody laugh on on Twitter, it's this personal victory for me that I can't explain because that's really all I want is to make people smile, laugh, distract them, make them happy for one second. Like that's it. If I can do that for myself, if I can do that, if I can laugh at my tweets, then I feel like I'm doing a good thing. Then if people can laugh at my tweets, then I'm super happy. So that's because I was told for a really long time that I wasn't funny And uh, (laughs) I'm finding my funny.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad you're finding your funny. I I thank you in the name of roughly ninety thousand people, probably ninety (laughs) one thousand as we speak now.
0: (laughs) They're all awesome, and a lot of them are probably bots. But to the people who are real, (laughs) um, I love them. All I can't I can't I still can't believe it, but
2: it's it's incredibly awesome and humbling and super cool. You're very good at this, Joe. I've told you before. We have to find a way to monetize this because you have a gift. This is a gift. You are quick as can be, sharp as a tack. You're eloquent. Like mm-hmm. you could be one of these pundits we see on TV. Yeah, but so could you. But see, I get all my cues
0: from you. You're the, you have the you're the you're the queen. Yes, yeah. I do. I. <laughs>
1: No no not you you no 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 you you No no yeah, it's no, true you. she
0: knows she's my queen she's tr- it's true it's like- <laughs> true Denise Denise needs a bigger following. You guys, this woman is is so quick, so funny, so smart, and she's cutting. She will cut you with like a tiny little knife, but you don't even feel it, and then you're suddenly bleeding to death. That's how she cuts you. Mm-hmm.
1: She's the she's the best at those knives. Can't completely. Luckily, I've never been on the receiving end of that tiny little but extremely sharp blade. But it's true.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It's what I like about her the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Over the past two and a half years, do you, has anything surprised you? Is there still a capacity of anything to surprise anyone at this point? Do you do you feel like there has been anything surprising since we started this discussion? Or is it just one avalanche that just keeps rolling after another avalanche and then it's like, oh yeah, no, we're just living in a valley where avalanches happen several times a day and we'll just sit here and get snowed in.
2: Yeah, It's just a daily avalanche. I don't think I'm shocked by anything anymore. Hmm. I'm shocked by other people's non-shock. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm always shocked that people in the Senate have nothing to say about stuff. That part mm. still shocks me. But, mm-hmm. you know, a new revelation about Trump or anyone else in this administration is like, oh, of, course, of course, of course he's got a Chinese bank account. Yep, yep. You know, of course he does.
0: Yeah. I think to Denise's point, the things that shock me Are what he gets away, what he's allowed to do by people Mm -hmm. who know better. So I, nothing, like nothing Trump could, even his Covita moment with the mask on the balcony and all of that, like none Mm -hmm. of that shocked me. His stupid ride, his joy ride around Walter Reed, that didn't shock me. The thing is, this is a guy who asked if he could shoot if they could shoot people trying to cross the border illegally just in the leg. This is a guy who asked if they could make a moat around his vanity wall filled with alligators and snakes, right? Like, this is a guy who tried to buy, sorry, swap Greenland for Puerto Rico because he doesn't like brown-skinned people. This is a guy who, if allowed, would literally do the most outlandish, insane, crazy things. That said, they have allowed him to do what by any other standard from any other administration in the history of time are crazy, outlandish, and shocking things. Mm-hmm. Therein lies my shock. So I think for me recently, the I got I still get a shock every time I see Air Force One used as a prop. He's been doing it since day one. It makes me sick to my stomach. Mount Rushmore was a bit of a shock, but then again, Noem, whatever her name is, Noem, I don't know. She's a crazy person. Um, So watching the backdrop of Mount Rushmore used as a political prop was shocking. Not because Trump wouldn't do it, but because other people let him. The greatest shock to me was what he did to the White House for his hate spreader convention. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't at all surprised. When he said he wanted to do it, I said, they'll never let him. In my head, my heart, I thought, no way they're gonna let him Corrupt And and honestly, the word I use to describe what he did to the White House and consistently does is he whored it out. He does it all the time, but that really made the White House feel like a whore. Like he dressed her up and he decked her out and all his propaganda and his flags, and then he used her and then he discarded her. He destroyed the Rose Garden in the process. And what shocked me about that moment wasn't that Trump wanted to do it. It was that nobody stopped him. A huge campaign event on my dollar, your dollar, Denise's dollar, all those people sitting there at our house, a house that was built by slaves, a house that belongs to us, like that they let him do that. It's sometimes symbolism is that powerful. And he demeaned it. And he demeaned us in the process. And so I'm not ever shocked by his worst impulses. Because they're so much worse than anything he's ever been allowed to do. But his worst impulses being greenlit by people who know better is what shocks me.
1: But do they? But but do they? Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. They do. what, What shocks me most about the last two and a half years is that, apparently, when you're this close to complete insanity, and the insane person happens to not be the drunk guy at the end of the night at the bar downtown, but it happens to be the President of the United States, then all of that insanity has a way of sort of being washed over and you find out that these politicians that supposedly are standing up for norms and, and and they have strong convictions and they hold none of these convictions other than they just don't want to lose their job.
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: They just want to hold on to power and everything else yep. does not matter. The, what matters is that their party has power. They can do things that they want and their constituents are going to keep them in power and they can have power. Proximity to power, the yep. only thing that truly matters, everything else is just cute little words that they have learned to recite and spew like parrots
2: it's amazing isn't it there's a a whole group of of expat republicans out there dealing Mm. with this truth about the party that they loved their whole lives that it was all a lie they're not really fiscally conservative they don't care about the constitution they don't care about laws and norms And clearly it looks like they never did they only care about it when there's a democrat in office
0: well it's also very telling because those with proximity to power are willing to abandon their principles because trump doesn't share them with the republican party right Mm -hmm. so like trump's not really a republican everybody knows that he was actually a democrat for a really long time but he's not even he doesn't have an ideology all he has is power, however he got there, he has power. And so these people, particularly like Rubio and Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell, um, they don't care about principles at all because he doesn't represent any of them. So it's almost as if their whole agenda really is just power proximity to power and control grasping to the threads of whatever is left of this desperate power grab Mm -hmm. when the world is rotating in a way that's that's really moving them out of the majority they're doing everything they can to position themselves in a place to to stop that from happening and it's not an ideology it's not republicanism I, i get along with republicans now real republicans For now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fighting them tooth and nail eventually. But Trump doesn't represent an ideology. And the party of Trump that is now the GOP mimics that. They're starting to finally find their way out because they're trying to save themselves. But there was no ideology here other than power and letting the man in power remain in power so that they could accomplish whatever they wanted to accomplish and he could steal
2: whatever he could steal
0: and corrupt yeah. whatever
2: he could corrupt you know the, the past few years I mean he's done his crimes broken his norms whatever and there really hasn't been like a tangible price to save for all of it mm. but then here comes the pandemic so now they're all just going to let him mishandle this Let him lie about it. Mm -hmm. Let him uh, politicize the CDC, the Mm -hmm. FDA. Let him sideline our, our most valuable asset, Dr. Fauci. Let him hold super spreader events on a daily basis. Now you're costing lives, lives, people's jobs, people's businesses. And it, it, even that much isn't enough to make these guys stand up and go, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm.
1: I I wonder sometimes whether part of it is that that sort of, he's the dark id of power. He's sort of the the dream that a lot of these, I think people who dream of proximity to power have where it's a guy who just goes out there and he just does whatever the fuck he wants to and he just says whatever the fuck he wants to say. And people just clap like seals. They wear their his cute little red hats, and they're clapping like seals. And it doesn't matter what you say; it's everything's uh, everything's an applause line. I think a lot of people, like like Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, a lot of these Lindsey Graham, a lot of these people dream of having that kind of sway over people, of not yeah. having to make nice, of not having to not be racist. You don't have to be you don't have to be only sort of opaquely anti-immigrant, but you can just say, you can just ban Muslims, and nobody and, and nobody cares, and there's no outcry, there's no, you know, 10 million people march on Washington. It just sort of happens, and then it happens, and then people complain, and the courts maybe strike it down. But you were totally fine to say that, and you can hold on to power and still continue to be president, because there's nobody who can tell you not to be and i think that must have been an intoxicating feeling over the last four years to run in the shadow of that and maybe dreaming like i think uh, tom cotton for instance does right now Ugh. dreaming of maybe reconstituting uh that that sort of power for yourself and maybe being that guy who gets to say whatever the fuck he wants and nobody can do anything
2: Yeah. so, yeah. so dig into that a little more uh trump is is the uh, He's the one with the power. Well, what gives him the power? What gives him the power? What they're afraid of is his base, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, are they the bigger
0: problem? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Well, actually, the the ones who enable him are the bigger problem. Because his base isn't really scary. It never was scary. You know, it, it, if one of them had ever stood up, if, for instance, Rubio, you know what I mean? Like, if he had ever stood up he erodes so much of his base because Florida is a huge support for Trump. But so what it comes down to is that they, they just wanted to ride the rod. They just, they wanted mm-hmm. all the power and the proximity, the power, the, the benefits that proximity power brought them, that they were willing to abandon everything. And the ones who were the biggest and loudest critics have now turned out to be the the, the staunchest supporters and sycophants mm. and crap. Hello,
1: Ted Cruz. Hello, Lindsey Graham. Hello,
0: Ted Cruz. For, I never cared for Ted Cruz, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. He does have a scientifically punchable face. Yep. But when Marco Rubio was running against uh, Trump in the primaries, I was a fool in believing that Rubio stood for something. He, under, he was smart. He was educated. He was he was aware of what Trump was. He called him out of being a con man all the time. And so I think, for me, everyone has their one guy, right? Or their one woman. For some people, it's Sass. Some people, it's Romney and his weird. Some people, it's Collins. Some people, it's Rand Paul, who's with his perm, porn perm. He's a freaking nut job. But <laughs> for me, it's Rubio. Because I cannot get past how how he criticized this person and said friends do not let friends vote for con men elect con men and now he's one of his biggest apologists he and not to get too in the weeds here but he is now the chairman of the select intelligence committee on intelligence (laughs) But the weird thing is, how did he get there? Again, not to get too in the weeds, but there was that weird thing with Burr and the insider trading. So Burr, who's leading this bipartisan thing where they're trying to get to the bottom of a lot of the Russian connections between Trump. So Burr has to step down, not from the committee, but from the chairmanship of the committee. And Rubio, one of the chief significants for Trump, gets appointed to the chairmanship, and then this huge report comes out, this bipartisan report comes out, and Rubio is the chairman who dissects it and says it's really not a thing. Like, don't, don't, don't read into this thing the facts that are before you. I don't There's just a – Rubio is my biggest disappointment and shock because I, I thought he would stand up. Who what suddenly did he, found he, his spine.
1: Yeah, I know. He All of a sudden, he has things to say on phone Two calls. Two weeks
0: before the election. Which
1: he would like to be covered by the news media because he would like to survive, maybe, potentially.
0: Right. So, interestingly, that was not leaked. That was like, everyone's like, oh, it was leaked audio. It's like, no. It no. <laughs> no.
1: Ben's asked he, his people were like, anybody want this?
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, this was his Constituents. And of course, Trump was going to attack him, and that's what he wanted him to do.
1: But
2: right.
0: well, how did he vote on impeachment and witnesses? Like you know,
2: right? We're not right. going to forget any of this. There's not going to be any forgiveness. Ben Sass could show up at my front door with Trump's severed head in his hand, <laughs> and I still <laughs> won't forgive him. Oh my God, Kathy Griffin, I'm going to be like, busy. give me the head and get out. <laughs>
0: Actually, actually, I'd be like, put the head in the trash, it's on the curb, and get out. Yeah. I don't want that shit in my house.
2: We have long memories about this. I do. I'm not forgetting any of them.
1: What do you think we will be talking about in two and a half years from now?
2: Oh, hopefully we'll be complaining that the Republicans are obstructing President Joe Biden. Just like the old days, right? We just
1: like the old days. Oh yeah, we remember those times, huh? Yeah, <laughs> the good, the, the good old days. Hmm. Do you, how do you think Biden has done now that we now that we've now that we've all said our piece about the Republicans? How do you think the Democrats and Biden have done in the run up to what what is you know being billed as the most like every election, the most important election for our lifetime of our lifetime? Except this time, they might actually be right. Um, how do you think? Biden and the Democrats have done.
2: I think he's done surprisingly well. I think that this COVID election process has like been great for him. He's not on the road every day, he's not tired. So many less chances for him to say something stupid. Um when he he speaks rarely, but when he does speak, he makes the news and he sounds and looks presidential. He hasn't been perfect. He's got, I think he's got a great team around him. His Twitter game is on point. His oh, yeah. written speeches are good. Yeah. Um, his ads are terrific. He's hitting the right note. He's touching on the right groups of people. I think he's, I'm surprised at how well he's doing. I used to be afraid when I'd hear, oh, he's gonna do a speech today or something. I'm like, oh. oh hold it together joe but i don't really mm. feel that way anymore i've got a lot more confidence in him
1: okay so that's that that's a positive joe how do you feel about that situation so,
2: here's the thing about
0: biden um i think I, i've been saying to my friends since probably early 2017 that i was the first at first i was saying biden should have been the candidate to run against him um, in 16 and, and I understand why he didn't, um, I don't understand what happened with that whole process that we ended up with one candidate, was just the only one. Um, but my feeling on Joe Biden, uh, has, has sort of come true here because I think he's consistently representing this one thing. He, uh, is sort of a bridge, and I really do feel this way.
3: Mm.
0: I don't need and or want right now to shoot for the stars. I don't care if you are going to fix or going to promise me that you're going to fix everything that's wrong. If you're going to fix the environment tomorrow, if you're going to uh, solve the problems that are facing us in this next term because what we're dealing with on fucking, pardon my French,
3: mm-hmm.
0: is so massive that we need a candidate that literally bridges us between the past and the future. And it, it, it makes sense that it's a candidate that we're familiar with. It makes sense that it's a name we know. It makes sense that it's a person that doesn't scare us for being a radical this or a radical that or too far that way or too far that. It, it makes sense that you have this guy who says, I I want to bring the furthest, most left progressive wing of this party. And that brings me to this other question you had about uh, where we're going to be in two years, I think you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I You have Joe saying, I'm not dumb. He's not dumb. He understands he's not perfect. He's nobody's perfect candidate. He wasn't going to get bernie and bernie supporters and aoc and aoc supporters unless he understood that he was a bridge they had to understand that they needed to pick somebody who was gonna beat trump right so those two people had those two groups had to align and but then you've got people like me i'm not anywhere near the furthest left spectrum end of the spectrum here i definitely have leanings that are little more conservative maybe that's my age maybe that's because i grew up with a republican dad whatever it is i i have to be weaned a little i need people to kind of woo me over to the more progressive wing of the party which is the future of the party i'm not gonna lie it is joe biden understands that too kamala understands that too she is also the bridge so i think in terms of even party-wide but in terms of what Joe Biden has been able to accomplish, he's been able to convince Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, everyone has coalesced around him for, for this reason that he understands what he has to carry. And it's not just his agenda. It's literally stopping Trump.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's mostly it actually.
0: So stop Trump, right? So that's why I say he's the bridge because he, he understands, he doesn't have, I don't think he has two terms in him and I don't think he expects to. Maybe he does. I, I, Mm. I don't think so. But he has to, we have to stop this tide because there's, there's a cliff on the other side of another four years of Trump and this autocracy leaning administration and we go over the side of that cliff and we don't come back so joe biden and all of these people who have decided to align themselves with him for now have this understanding including lincoln project and vote for vets and uh, all these republicans and the 129 intelligence people who have come out they all understand this thing it's very fundamental it's very easy i think joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and I think his pick was genius. I think she's the right choice. I always thought so. Um, I think that they're doing a tremendous job making the case that it's America first and that they are saving this republic from the edge of that cliff. And I think a lot of people who aren't maggots, idiots, racists can go,
2: I get that.
0: You know, like mm. i get it i don't want any more of this so as far as that goes i give them an a plus I, I really do
2: i agree with all of that
0: very well <laughs> put joe that- thanks so what, to, just to revisit this thing about where we're going to be in two years yeah i don't think necessarily it's going to be the republicans trying to block I think that's going to be happening, but I I think they're going to be more and more irrelevant because they're literally dying Um, because the country is less white, and thank God we're more diverse, and thank God that tide is coming, and it's going to take over. I think the bigger problem we're going to face in two years is a division between the Democratic Party itself. I don't think this country can sustain a two-party system for very long. The Democratic Party... uh, it, it, it's it's almost like two parties right now that are being kept together with some really tenuous glue. Yeah. Um, so that I think in two years, we're going to be dealing with infighting, per, but for good, because the party needs to change, the country needs to change. Um, I think in two years, we're going to be dealing with like some jockeying for power, mm-hmm. and that will, again, set the course for whatever comes next. And the progression is good, right? So we're always in the... What is the... Better union, um, pursuit yeah. of a more pursuit perfect Pursuit
1: of, of a better, more wholesome union. Yeah. I, I, What I'm curious about is how the two things, bi- how it's bifurcated. So how Republicans, and you heard T- Tim Miller talk about it. He wrote a really great piece about how he really feels that Trump is not going anywhere, that Trump yeah. show is going to keep going. He's going to find, either he's going to start a TV network, he's going to either align himself with um with oan or he's going to align himself with what's it called not spectrum uh the other the the other completely sycophantic network and he's going to support either not one OAN, or the no, other I don't know. I don't know. um and he'll he'll just end up doing trump tv and that's going to be a traveling road show and the re, the republicans as you mentioned two years from now will have a terrible problem in the sense that they were are going to have to find out who their constituency actually is unless their, their you know, their flagship figure is Trump. So they're going to be out in the wilderness in a way, but it's an out in the wilderness that is still dominated mostly by Trump and not really by anybody else. On the other hand, you'll have Democrats who may or may not have learned from this experience of the last four years that having a arguments amongst each other is a good and important thing, but two years from now will be midterms. And if during those midterms, the Democrats lose any of the gains that they've made over the past four years and potentially, or, or that they made in 2018 and now will might potentially even make uh, not two weeks from now, if they lose that advantage again and find themselves again in a situation where they will be beleaguered by something, whatever the follow-up to Trump is, they now know from four years of experience how terrible that can really get. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious whether that's going to be an animating factor still in two years from now or if two years from now all of that will be ghosts from the past that nobody will take that seriously anymore.
2: I mean, his, uh, isn't historically a president always loses the House in the midterms? Isn't that what we've seen happen the past few years? Yes. Yeah, yes, traditionally. So my question, my, not. I'm sorry to interrupt your question without answering it, but does that make the case where Democrats should strike while the iron is hot?
1: Well, the question is, is the iron for Democrats now going to be hot every two years?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I really see this. As, uh,
0: a br- I really do see this election, I think a lot of people do, uh, as, as, uh, a break in the way things have been going.
1: Sort of a watershed past- of ways. Yeah,
0: it's a watershed yeah. moment, right. Yeah. So, I really think if we can get past, thank, you know, hoping to God, because I, every day have anxiety about this very thing,
1: um, yep, same.
0: but... Uh, if and when we get past this and um, we can finally look toward a, an actual coalition, right? Mm-hmm. That that called together, I mean, just as an aside, um, Biden is considering a lot of Republicans, not a lot, but uh, some, Republicans some, yeah. for cabinet positions. Right. Those kinds of things, that kind of coalition gives me hope um, for everything. But I think... Um, I hope that this is a moment where we can see a change in that regard, um, where politics as usual for the past however many years, um, Americans can feel comfortable feeling like, hey, I am actually represented. Hey, wait, I I don't have a liberal agenda, but wait, hold on. Maybe this coalition that represents a whole wide spectrum of, of opinions wants what's best for me, maybe I don't need this midterm to be a referendum on the party in control. Maybe I can trust, you know, Mm -hmm. that they actually have my best interests in mind. I think I maybe, you know, I really do think that that's the case that Biden is building for his term administration that I really do think, and and I have every reason to trust that he will do that. I have every reason to trust that the cabinet he probably has available to him Mm -hmm. will do that. And I think if he can do that and deliver on those promises that people in states right now that are going, I just don't trust those liberals are going to go, hell, things have not sucked. Mm -hmm. I don't have a real reason to be like, they all got to go because there's going to be real leadership um, and bipartisan leadership like we had even – theoretically when we were kids so i don't know we'll see maybe this is that moment that line that red line i hope to god it is
2: So oh, the way fox news tells them it'll go right
0: i don't know fox news is changing too i mean trump's attacking them every day yeah know. but
1: they're still i mean they're still hold at least the, the nighttime crew still of course hannity and talker carlson are still yeah you know out there going to bath for him
0: I wonder what the uh, effectiveness of those of Janine and Tucker and Sean. Like, I wonder well, it's a, what
1: it's a it's a huge audience, so one would assume.
0: I don't know. I don't talk to Trump supporters. I, I live. I'm surrounded by them, but I don't talk to them.
1: Tell me something else, real quick. As far as person, because we want to mix the, the politics with the personal stories. How have you been? What are What are your pandemic? habits how since we talked earlier and i think i think denise said it and it's true this pandemic is not really going anywhere in the in the foreseeable future how have you guys kept yourselves sane
2: denise you want to go now you can go
0: okay so (laughs) um i well uh, you could probably guess that my first answer (laughs) would be twitter which is probably one of those things that people are like wait that doesn't yeah that is that is seems
1: counterintuitive yeah
0: But it really does. It's, um, I don't know if I said this before, but I can't really, okay, a couple of things. I'm a Gemini. Um, I probably was not diagnosed with ADD as a kid when I should have been, and I have commitment issues. So Twitter is pretty much perfect for me. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I don't have a boyfriend or a spouse or a life. So Twitter is pretty much perfect for me. Um, <laughs> all these things I had, I didn't have a boyfriend. and I was, Well, okay. Um, but back here. anyway, <laughs> so um, Twitter is actually a weird sanity saver. Although that's probably just running away from lots of stuff. But um, that's one of my ways of staying sane right now. Um, Another one, very much so, is just uh, immersing myself in more care of my kids and mm-hmm. um, spending more time with them. And they have sports right now, which is sort of amazing because it's incredible that they're still playing when a lot of the teams they've been playing are quarantined for COVID cases and we haven't had any knock on wood. Yep. Um, so uh, that and uh, uh, a lot of, Wine is nice. Um, <laughs> but, but I have found, I think what we have all found, is that whatever the new normal is, mm-hmm. whether that is you don't go into the grocery store without your mask or you don't you know go anywhere without it. You work in one. I work in one uh, from eight to three every day. Um, whatever your new normal is, for now, based on what we experienced in march and april is way better than that so because um, i was awful i think for a lot of us mm-hmm. um so my way of staying sane is uh, following really great uh twitter accounts I'm not watching much tv unfortunately um uh and and just kind of clinging to whatever sense of normalcy exists right now and knowing that it it's going to get better when we have real leadership in the White House that we don't have. Um, mm-hmm. so that's for me. That's how I stay sane in pandemic.
1: Well, I feel already more sane having listened to that. Actually, <laughs> um, th- what do you think, Dee?
2: What's keeping me sane? Uh, I'm going to um, not to piggyback on Joe, but I think Twitter has become um, a comfort. Um, it's a place I can go see a bunch of people. Feeling and thinking the same way that I do mm. um, Thirteen days away from the election. I'm obsessed with data. I can't get enough data. I'm constantly searching For data. That's gonna make me feel better mm. mm-hmm. Let's see uh, I have gone back to work a co- Two or three days a week. How's that? It's it's okay. Uh, it's a voluntary basis. So my office building is pretty empty It's very easy to social distance. And I'm in a room by myself, which has been great because I'm I'm never alone in my house, (laughs) ever. And I am someone who used to be alone in my house and I loved it. So I go to work and that is my alone space. Um, So that has been good. The good weather has been helpful. I like being outside, even if it's just putting around in the yard. I'm not thrilled about the winter that I hear is coming for us. Yeah. I'll worry about that when it happens. Um, I'm already looking for cunning days till Thanksgiving because I'll get to see my daughter. No, I know. I haven't seen her much um, since this all started very much at all.
3: I'm
2: hmm. um, just trying to keep my mother safe and healthy. Keep her entertained. <sighs> keep her um, stimulated. We do a lot of crossword puzzles. No, I know, I know, that's just it. I'm really turned into like a one day at a time kind of girl when it comes to like my mental health. Like today's a good day, today's not a good day. Um, I take my vape pen with me when I walk my dog after dinner. And I would say, like from seven o'clock on, there's no politics on TV. Like I'm done for the day. I always have my phone in my hand, but I'm not watching anything at night unless it's a debate or something. Mm -hmm. And I look for an escape in television. And but you know that's a little limited because I'm with my mom, but we manage fine. Mm. Yes. Just I'm just waiting for things to get better, man.
1: What do you put in your vape pen?
2: <laughs> is it just?
1: Is it just straight vape?
2: It's mar- It's marijuana. Ah, it's
1: legal okay,
0: in
2: Massachusetts, Daniel.
1: I'm just. But I. I wasn't asking as if I was like <laughs> discovering some sort of some sort of horrifying criminal secret.
2: Sequ- but it, it's. It's really. It's the low level stuff. I don't want to be zonked. Um. So mm. I'm very much of a lightweight when it comes to that. Just. Me I too. just need to take the edge off. You know what I mean? Mm. Just give everything so- a slight haze. Is what yes. I'm looking for so mm, new jersey had
0: on its ballot uh, legalization of marijuana was one of the two questions so how did Madness. you vote ma'am oh oh how did i vote <laughs> <laughs> well i don't i'm actually i'm a really i'm it's confessedly i'm a pot novice i'm definitely more of a booze chick but i i i, I anything that that's legally safely alters my state of mind more positively, I'm all for.
2: Absolutely. See, the, my problem with alcohol is I don't like a hangover. So now the less that I drink, now when I drink anything I get a hangover. It's a vicious circle. So I've gotten away from <laughs> the booze and, and more towards towards the weed.
0: Yeah, so it's legal there, which is nice. So you get to smoke away. Yes. Daniel, what about you?
1: Glad that we got to the weed versus wine discussion. <laughs> I'm, I'm more so team wine, mostly because I don't, I, I just don't enjoy the idea of smoking anymore or of inhaling anything. Yeah. So what about gummy? The, the wine seems easier. Yeah. No. And and I have a I have a what is it called? Medicine man. Like I have um.
3: What?
1: A dispensary <laughs> right near me. What? Like yeah. a shaman no not yes yes joe there's a shaman that lives down the street here and it's the west hollywood shaman and i sit by his fire and we contemplate the meaning of it all as indicated by the rise of the flames no i i there's there's a dispensary where they sell products of which our friend d partakes and Is
0: it legal in California too?
1: Y- n- no, sweetie, it's a it's a definitely a illegal dispensary <laughs> in the middle of West Hollywood.
0: Do they rake the forest to get the stuff?
1: Yes, they okay. they they rake the marijuana fields <laughs> real good. <laughs> and they only bring you the best stuff, like the stuff that has not been rot- for less than rotting for less than 3 days on the ground.
2: Oh my lord. It's oh, a mushroom.
1: Mhm somebody talked to me about that the other day they were like you know what would be great right now shrooms i was like yes that's exactly what i want a uncontrolled environment of devilish hallucinations no
2: no 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 i can
1: i can literally just open twitter if that's what i'm looking for kidding
2: like give me a shroom. who knows where my mind's gonna go fuck that
1: yeah i have no trust in my mind at the moment oh god no
0: if you guys ever see, you'll know when I'm on shrooms. If i Twitter, you'll know.
1: <laughs> what? What do you mean? We'll know. Like, what? What would know? be the leading I'll be like, indicator? I'll
0: just be like green, purple, oh, banana. <laughs> I see. Assuming. You just you
1: just start you just start naming everything that floats by. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I, I know I've never done them, so I don't know what else. The to. the 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 lady who asked me about shrooms told me that the last time she had taken it wasn't shrooms. The last time she had taken LSD, she was sitting in her kitchen and she felt like all of the knives in the kitchen started to dancing around her in a menacing way.
2: Oh dear oh, lord, yeah, know, that's a that's, nightmare. That's a good enough for I was like,
1: I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't. Maybe a don't sit no. in the kitchen and b, I I don't want that. Like I. I I don't, I don't think, think I need that right now. Fruit again. I, it's yeah. way too metaphorical for me right now. I had a, uh, I think I, the other night I, I drank a bottle of wine by myself. A formative experience for me because I found out once more that I really don't tolerate tannin at all. So I
3: oh, no. woke up
1: completely, completely congested with a huge headache and then looked at the bottle of wine and was like, you were supposed to be more fun, you little
2: Right. See now, go get yourself a package of little gummies. I know, but then, but
1: I—what am I? A millennial? Am I like a Gen Z?
2: Everyone does it now. There's old. You go in the dispensary. There's like old people in there buying it.
1: Oh no, no. Trust me, I know. I walk by there on my, or or used to walk by there on my way to the gym, and I could like see old people like wearing their wearing their reading glasses, looking at the displays. Like, no, my aunt told me this is great.
2: See, this is why old age for us is going to be awesome, because we're going to have Netflix and weed. And that's all I'm going to need in the nursing home, or those two things I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) I would like a gigolo. Can you add a gigolo to that? So Netflix, Hmm. weed,
0: and a gigolo.
1: Can the gigolo deliver the weed and also stay and do some gigoloing?
0: I think we're all dating ourselves by knowing what a gigolo is, or using that word, because I don't know what the young people would call that like would they just call it an Uber fuck? I don't know. No, they call, call, they call it a it?
2: vibrator.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> in that case, um, well, you know,
1: I don't know whether that's. I think she was talking about the flesh and d- blood jiggle uh, delivery.
0: But she yeah, was like talking a-
1: about uh, about Richard Gear coming to visit.
0: Yeah, like like I'm bringing your. You know, Jello. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. And also this. Um, I, I would be okay in the old people home with some Jello, some edibles, and a Richard Gear.
1: Now that we've we've talked about, we've covered a lot of ground. Tell me, how are you going to spend election night? What are you going? Are you going to make a special menu? How are you planning to watch? Who are you watching with? And how will you celebrate and or mourn?
2: Um, Election Day. I actually thought about volunteering to be a poll worker. And I even downloaded <laughs> the application. And it said you need to be available from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I started thinking about it. i like, there's no fucking way I can do that. I'm going to want my phone in my hand. I'm going to want to pace around. Like, forget it. So I'm taking the day off. I'm going to cook all day. I don't know what I'm cooking yet, but I'm going to do that busy, keeping busy cooking. Mm. And then um, for some reason, I don't know how this happened, but election night always turns into like my ex-husband comes over and we always watch elections together. I don't know why it is. It just is. My mom will be here. I'm sure I'll have Chelsea on the phone Mm -hmm. and it's just going to be nervous, exciting, terrifying. All those things
0: a lot of what I do now is alone which is <laughs> just a reality um but I went through the 2016 election alone um not because I was separated yet but because I should have been separated already um uh so I'm going to do this one again alone with the kids here what I will not do is promise them when they wake up They'll have a good president that they can (laughs) um, look to the future uh, with. Uh, I will send them to bed going, "Um, Mommy's going to hope for the best. And whatever happens, happens. Because um, I will never relive that moment again. Oh, my God. I sent them to bed with... They went and voted with me. And I sent them to bed with kisses saying, you're going to wake up with the first woman president. And this is a referendum on all bad people and and, and bad things. And the right does prevail. And you guys are going to see. And then when Leo woke up and I was crying on the toilet at 4 a.m. And he said, did the bad man win? he was what seven um i didn't have an answer and he just looked at me and said why and i still didn't have an answer that's not going to happen again so i'll probably just uh cook for the kids go to twitter um john king was on cnn tonight and i love and hate john king I think i love and hate him because he's always uh deliverer bad news good news whatever but bad news especially in 2016 when it comes to and it looks like trump is the projected winner of florida um Mm. and he has trump the projected winner i mean the biden the projected winner of florida tonight and i had a small panic attack but anyway so i'm going to cook for the kids uh put them to bed and drink copious amounts of wine pray i probably will have a bag of croutons because that's what i eat for dinner um and uh, that'll be my big election night what about you daniel
1: um the truth is that i don't know yet part of me wants to actually spend it with as many pooligans as possible just because we've been talking about this for so long and it feels like now the day is finally here and if there's if there would be anybody that I would want to watch this spectacle spectacle with it would be it would be all of you on the uh, on the other hand I also have to I I think back to 2015 we had friends over that night we had like a little party oh, everybody dear. was all excited we had friends oh, no. over and the friends the the wife is a was a, a diehard hillary supporter and her husband is Trumpy. Oh, and what? so I was just, I was devastated. I was i was really, I was pretty devastated. And the result of my devastation was that the guy tried to explain to me why this is definitely not going to be so bad and Trump will be great for his business. And I do not care to repeat that particular yeah, no. experience.
2: I feel like this country is going to choose decency.
0: I think these lines that we're looking at, even though it's voter suppression and action. Mm-hmm. I think uh 30, 40 million votes now cast uh uh by mail. Um and these lines are, are are hopefully good signs. Beyond that I worry that it doesn't matter because there's something amiss, like something right right,
3: right
1: that's kind of that's unfortunately kind of how i feel i feel like there's we're we're focusing a lot on on biden winning and maybe the, winning the senate as well but what's going to happen of those 40 percent of americans who think that donning little red hats and 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 clapping like seals is a great idea what where are they where are they going to go what are they going to do who are they going to vote for how are they going to show their their animus and their disappointment how are they going to strive in order to relive those golden days of when they were able to say whatever they wanted to and got to go to events together and fill stadiums of 25 30000 people, um, being together and clapping like seals for a thing that they strongly believed in. I don't know.
2: I don't know either. That's gonna be the real show, isn't it? What are they gonna do? Do it? Let me ask you this. If they tone it down, if they hide their racism like they used to, um, do we let them back in? Back into what? I don't know. Polite I don't society? Think we, I don't think
1: that's our choice, do you?
2: I mean, at some point, we need to stop being enemies with each other, right? We do. Which means somebody needs to forgive somebody.
0: I don't think... So, hmm. I, I understand what you're saying, That I... I don't think they want to be forgiven for anything. No,
1: there's no... So, yeah, I agree. There's no mea like, culpa coming.
0: Yeah, I... I think for them, there's their truth and there's our truth. And I think the only option we have with them is making them feel like they have no choice but to suppress their truth, which is not where they're at now. Um, that's a terrible thing to say. About a fellow American. Because that's their belief. And it's not American to want to suppress someone's belief. But if it's harmful by nature. To other Americans. Then yeah. You need to keep that shit quiet. Or you're going to go to jail. So I hope. That they kind of feel suppressed. Back into a life of. uh, Privacy. And. uh, Secret feelings. Instead of an emboldenment. To be out and killing people or wanting to, well, in the case of, what's his name in, um, Wisconsin, what is his name? Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. the hero. Um, so I don't want, I I want the people who say that he's a hero to, to, to feel bad for saying that enough so much that they have to keep those feelings either to their racist dinner table or to them damn selves. But they're not. We can't reconcile them, and they can't reconcile themselves, and we're never really going to reach an impasse where we see eye to eye. Um, they need to retreat back into the shadows uh, because that's where they belong. But we we can't um, embrace them.
2: Someone's going to step into that void that Trump leaves, I agree. I agree. and it'll be someone smarter than Trump. Not, not. I don't see that happening
0: soon. I really
2: don't. I but I feel like someone is going to see an yeah. opportunity there, and they're going to be looking for a leader. But
0: I think I what. So bear with me here, but I so my my hope, and maybe this is naive, but my hope mm-hmm. is that Biden's election wins us enough time, whether it's four or eight years, and I think it's going to be four. Mm-hmm. Um, but if whatever it is, that it buys us enough time where it can extinguish whatever voice shows up over there because again, hopefully what is promised is delivered, which is there is enough to satisfy a broad spectrum of Americans that they, they, it's just racism that's left and you, yeah. you can be racist and then be like, oh shit biden is helping me pay my bills like i'm gonna be quiet like i used to be quiet because i'm getting my shit done and i'm getting help from the government and i'm okay so i don't really feel like going out in the streets with my ar-15 and my stupid camo and and i think hopefully this reset is enough so that whoever pops up and tries to energize that face right mm. that Crazy and I think it's a very small percentage of people who are willing to say fuck everything I hate people of color enough that I'm willing to screw over my own life I think it's a small percentage because I think ultimately a lot of Americans would really rather have sustainable life than some fringe ideology I think the fringe ideology people are young um, so hopefully On both sides yeah yeah, so hopefully, yeah, definitely on both sides. So hopefully what happens now with this reset is that that person who is invariably going to step in, and I think a lot of people are jockeying themselves into that position, but we probably would have had some indication of them coming already. I mean, but you get Charlie Kirk, what's her name, uh, Lara oh, Trump, like, who yeah, are you going to oh, get? No. Who's the other one? Um, T- Tommy, Tammy?
1: <laughs> Tammy Lauren?
0: yeah. Like, I think, I think we would already see them on the horizon. I don't think they're really gravitating enough to them. I, th- I think a lot of Trumpism does actually die out with Trump.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> oh, well, um, I hope you're right, honey. Me too. I hope you're right. I don't think the race, I think, I don't think that Trumpism is a thing. I think that what Trumpism is, 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 is.
1: A straight, straight up gate racism. Open,
0: it's a gate open to what already existed. Sure. Right? So t- I don't think Trumpism on its face exists as an ideology. It's just, hey, the worst things you've ever thought and were too afraid to share because they're terrible, I'm going to give them a voice. So you close that door and Trumpism doesn't exist anymore because it didn't exist. It existed in the shadows where it belongs until it's extinguished. So I don't think... So that's how I feel. Hmm. I don't think there's another replacement that's legitimate. And I don't think Trump got there legitimately, but that's another...
1: Yeah, I I think it's going to be extremely hard to put that totalitarian Uh, genie back in any sort of bottle and i think oh
0: you think that there'll be other people who are going to
1: i think there's there will be a hankering for that i think among the people who really enjoyed that and i think that they're a large enough part of the population to where if they're joined by either apathetic voters on the left who don't show up to vote each and every single time or if they're joined by by people who inhabited inhabited some sort of middle uh, because their their new avatar is not going to be as divisive as Trump was all of those people are going to want those golden times back and they're not <coughs> i don't think they're going to be chastened simply by Trump not being there anymore into drifting back into the shadows. I think they felt like they were there for a long time. They have now been legitimized for four years. They had four great years, and surely they can make that happen again. And I think they will do absolutely anything and everything in order to make that happen. And it will be a continuing struggle in American politics for for many years to come. The only thing that they really don't have on their side is demographics, and that might ultimately be what saves the situation.
0: Yeah, I think that they're going to recognize that a little sooner than later. I really do. I think I think, without a charismatic madman leader and the wave being in their favor, I think we're going to see... The, uh, I, I, Actually, I do think that they are a lot quieter than we expect them to be
3: post-election. Really? Yeah, no, well.
0: know, I do. Yeah, maybe I'm foolish, but I really do. Like, a lot of my friends are like, oh, you know, the election's gonna be chaos, it's gonna be
2: war in the streets, and I don't... I don't, I don't think I don't war mean. in the streets, but I think, well, ha- listen, half this country is gonna be pissed off on election night, no matter which way it goes. Except one half yeah. has, like, all the guns, and the other half doesn't. So, but you know... I think when this is over, like, we're going to have QAnon people in Congress. Like, the madness isn't going away.
1: And that, my dear friends, is going to be the last message that you get from this episode of the podcast. The madness is not going away.
0: Yeah, sorry, we're delaying
1: this. Yeah. We're delaying what? I'm
0: sorry, we're just talking now. We're like, adults,
2: talk, talk, adults.
1: Isn't it nice? Talking like
2: well, it does. is for me because I have no adults to talk to. I'm going to send you my number. I'm always here. I'll always oh, yak with you. Always. I did get a dick pic, though.
1: You did?
0: Yeah. But it, my DMs are closed. Was it Rudy? God, no. No. Even though I make jokes about Rudy Giuliani's penis.
1: Yes, we were, we were just joking. So, Rudy, no.
0: <laughs> well, I don't no. think I need to worry about Rudy. I don't think he knows his own name.
1: I don't know. He was apparently capable of finding his penis when laying horizontally and looking for it.
0: <laughs> he was just trying to, what, just pull pull up his pants.
1: No, he what he said he was trying to tuck his shirt in. Which, <laughs> if you've ever met a man, you know that all of us men usually, when talking in our shirt, we like to lay down and do it horizontally <laughs> because that makes the whole process much easier.
2: Much did easier. You, did you see the loose thing? I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, was there a loose. Okay. Oh
2: yeah, there is. It's good. It's good.
1: Okay, well that's a that's a that was a better note actually to to uh, stop on than the than the previous note.
0: <laughs> oh, stop. Come no, on. Don't give ju- me a I'm hard joking. time.
1: No, oh, stop it immediately. You will not erect this <laughs> I particular. Can't you will not erect it. this particular wall.
0: <laughs> Don't be a jerk. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're off. Um, so that 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 sometimes happens. We're going to edit all of that out because this is improper.
0: Wait, you're going to edit out my puns?
1: And Come on. People, we can, I if I I can't <laughs> present the puns on their own without whatever preceded it. Did
0: you see my Rudy Giuliani tweet tonight?
1: I didn't. Did you have one?
0: <laughs> yeah. So he said the whole thing was a fake with the Borat thing so yeah. i said oh you're saying this is a case of erection fraud
2: yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> see this is why you're the queen this is why that's beautiful <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so good. Joe, how have I not seen that one?
0: It's got thirty-four thousand eight hundred likes. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Thirty-four thousand, I can imagine. Wait, where's the tweet though?
0: It's on oh. on Rudy's. He posted this whole thing about how the Borat thing was fake. The Boorat video is a complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the recording equipment, uh, and no time before, it. during, or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone cold liar. And I said, "Are you saying this is a case of erection fraud?"
1: That is amazing, Joe. Yeah, thirty-four
0: thousand eight hundred <laughs> likes.
1: That is absolutely amazing, and this is why she has ninety thousand followers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I case know how to proven. tell a
0: good erection joke, apparently. Yes. Yeah, I give good Twitter, but I don't really necessarily give. Well, okay. We'll Stop right it. there. Stop.
3: Oh, my no, God. No, I
0: do. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: It's it's going no off DMs. the rails.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the end.
1: <Ba-da-da-da. laughs> Where the fuck is that tweet? Did you answer it? Did you answer yeah, the Yeah, so
0: I answered Rudy. So Rudy's tweet was that. Oh,
1: I see. I see. I see. I see. I see.
0: Yeah. And I then see. there's another one where I said, um, because, you know, I I love my puns. So I said, um, if you guys are curious, because, you know, how I love my puns. So I wasn't happy with that. It felt a little too quick. So I said, might be better for you just not to touch this story. Hands off, you know, zip it. Until it's finally put to bed, one way or the other. You could take a real spanking for this one. Once the video comes out, comes out, and reveals you're in fact lying on the bed with your, hand, your down
2: hand down your pants. See, and there you have it. That is like the tour de force of puns, all <laughs> in one pun. And, you know, this is why she's the best at this.
0: <laughs>
3: and then yeah. somebody
2: said, said,
0: "Are you pre- are you finished? And are you proud of yourself?" And I said,
2: uh, "No." <laughs> Dude, is that what you said? And I can continued. do this. You said I can do this all night. Yes. 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 Unlike Rudy,
0: no, I didn't finish. And yet, unlike <laughs> <laughs> Rudy, I didn't finish. Unlike Rudy, I can do this all night. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Look, dick puns are right, right up my. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. And other things too.
1: Oh, my <laughs> dear fucking Lord. Okay, well, that was, <laughs> that was. I, I guess I'm going to have to label this one not safe for children. Well,
2: you have a
0: lot of editing to do. Mm,
1: I'm not editing any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in the beginning. There's no editing.
0: Oh, dear.
1: I'm putting these straight out.
0: Well, that's a good thing I'm not a preschool education teacher. <laughs>
2: well, listen, you guys, I really liked
0: chatting with you. Aww, i love you miss you i love you too
1: i i always love chatting with you guys thank you for 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 being my uh for being my trying to get back into this crew i i really thoroughly appreciate it
0: oh daniel we love you so much
1: i love you guys too this is the truth
0: Aww.
1: i was really pleased that this is the way that it worked out and that this was the first thing back and that's exactly what I needed so thank you to to both of you as as usual and I can't guarantee you that um either or both of you are not going to be on again before this election day actually happens so we can once more share our our collective jitters
0: okay. well, sounds I'm, good i'm around anytime. Anytime. Okay, Unless sense. Abby's eating a fucking emergency hot dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, say hi to them, please, for me in the morning. They, you, have the, you have the best and cutest kids.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm yes. just drugged right now with melatonin. so. I'll talk oh, good. They're out.
1: Yeah. They're out.
2: All right. Love you guys. All right. Same here. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Have a good night. Goodbye, ladies. Uh,